David Spada is a successful attorney whose dream was to become a sports talk show host. Elliot Harris is a Chicago sports columnist who wanted to expand his media presence. In the next hour, they combine their talents and love of sports and women by interviewing former professional athletes and lovely ladies on sports and torts. But keeping the boys out of trouble isn't always easy because when David and Elliot are together, they have more fun than should be legal. Greetings and welcome to another edition of Sports and Torts with David Spada and Elliot Harris. Today we are without David Spada in studio. His loss, because once again we have another lovely lady in studio. I don't know why David does that. Maybe because he has to earn a living as a lawyer. I I just don't understand it. But that's okay. Or at least he says he's out in courthouses around the, the Chicago area. I have a feeling he's probably closer to a golf course than a courthouse. But I could be wrong. I wish I was there. I think the restraining order is preventing me from being around the beautiful women. Is, is that what it is? Now, who my, did your did your wife issue that restraining order? Exactly. Oh, okay. She said, "Nope, I saw this uh, girl that's coming on the show today. You're not going in." Okay, perfectly understandable. We have the lovely Lori Hess in studio. How are you, young lady? I'm doing really good. Thank you, Elliot, for having me on the show today. Well, it took, it's taken us a while to get you in studio. You've, you've been very busy, but now you have you know a few moments to come in and chat. Uh, originally from Hawaii, you, you came to Chicago for a more tropical climate. I understand that. The rainbows are just too beautiful. Right. So you, <laughs> you, you wanted to come someplace that was warmer than Hawaii. So you. I can't, oh, yes. Definitely warmer than Hawaii here. I'm surprised. There's no trade winds. Where's no? the trade winds? There's a lot of hot air. <laughs> In the Windy City? Yeah. <laughs> you are. Do you have his Don Ho shirt on today? Oh, he does. What, Aloha. What sort of hoe? <laughs> Who are you calling a what? Come in the studio and say that, would you? No. I, I do have on a, a lovely short sleeve sort of Hawaiian type themed shirt to go with the, the tropical climate that we've been enjoying or not enjoying this summer in Chicago. You are a bikini competitor, among other things. That started yes. off in Hawaii where people wear bikinis. All the time, right? Oh, all the time. Actually, bikinis and flip-flops, that's all I had. When I moved here, I had to expand my wardrobe. So you had to find shoes. Closed-toed shoes, (laughs) coats, sweaters. Oh, stuff like that. (laughs) How did you get into the world of bikini competition? A long time ago, I saw it on TV, on ESPN. It was when only fitness was around. You had a fitness routine. You did your one-arm push-ups, flip-flops. Okay, press the, hold. The days of Kiana day, Tom? Exactly, back in the day. Because she was shooting over in Hawaii, mm-hmm. correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I saw on ESPN, I saw a national show, and I was like, oh, I can never do that. That's so far out of my league. And then I started, oh, maybe. So I started just putting out feelers and training and got a choreographer and did the show. And then um, the best show that I did was I was ended up on the exact same stage in the top 20 finals as I saw on, on TV. So that was a neat experience. That had to be fairly rewarding. Yes, it was, very much so. And then um, took a little time off. I have a son, five-year-old son now, and I gained 60 pounds with him, so I was determined to get back on stage. And you did. And I did, yes. 
You... How long did it take you to lose the 60 pounds? Oh, you know, five years. No. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, you hate to rush into these things. To be honest, the first year I was all about, you know, baby and me and um, probably about a year and a half, realistically. And I wasn't too, you know, oh, my gosh, I have to get on, get it all off. And how did you do it? Diet and exercise. Boy. Calories in. I hate, I, I'm looking <laughs> for that. Out. That, ex, <laughs> that special that pill. Yeah, yeah. Or the, the high-carb diet or something. Unfortunately, it does not exist. <laughs> what sort of Forks and feet. Oh. What you put in your mouth and what you try, you know, your feet. <laughs> what sort of diet? For a show or overall? Overall. To- Towards generally? You know, everyone's so bio-individual. Um, it, you, there's so many diet theories out there. You kind of have to experiment and find what works for you. I mean, generally speaking, obviously, there are no-brainers of sugar, processed foods, more, you know, adding more greens into your diet, um, water. Most of us walk around dehydrated. Okay. So there's a lot of, you know, different experiments, per se. But, you know, find out what works best for you. And what sort of exercise? Okay, I have no weight on because I put my foot in my mouth all the time. I should be a but I'm bump. But then it makes it difficult for you to walk. Exactly. What do you do? Hop around? I hop on one foot. Okay. What sort of exercise, Lori, uh, to lose those sixty pounds? Anything active. To be, I mean, there's there no special. There was no, no special like, routine for me. Yeah. Um, I use the beach, uh, the sand in Hawaii. The it's really deep. So um, a lot of running plyos, obviously you have to do your weight training. Um, and it's very specific. Like uh, from a competitor standpoint, you might have on stage and you have your weak points, quote unquote, and your strengths. And so you take, like I have a stronger upper body than I do a lower body physique-wise, not necessarily strength-wise. So my focus these days in training, it's all button legs. That's all it is. That's what David focuses on too. <laughs> Button legs. Button legs. <laughs> How do you uh, basically work on your button legs? Well, I use the treadmill a lot for shaping. I do walking lunges and side squats and a lot of plyometric drills. There's a lot of specific weighted exercises that I do in the gym um, using you know dumbbell, dumb, sorry, dumbbells. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> why did she look at me when she said dumbbell? I don't understand. <laughs> it's just kind of so. <laughs> um, so it's just a very changing up reps and changing up sets and pushing yourself to where you don't think you can go. <laughs> and then you get there. And, and, and then, then you get there and you're on stage. What's that like? I mean, what, how do you make that quantum leap from walking around your bedroom or your home or whatever in your undergarments or your bikini or whatever, to standing on stage in front of hundreds, if not more, people. <laughs> well, you imagine the whole audience naked <laughs> when you get up there. And you I start laughing. <laughs> I was going to say, some of the people in the audience I wouldn't want to imagine. <laughs> well, no, I mean, it. It. It's there's got to be an inside desire. I mean, we all have our different reasons for being on stage. Um, for me, it's like I want to, who I am, like this is who I am. You know, I have a company, Diva Exchange. I'm, you know, I'm the diva on stage, per se. Um, You're not a diva. No, not in the not at icky, all. You know, bitchy sense, but only in a good sense. <laughs> in a good sense, or goddess. How about that? Is that a- <laughs> yeah, that works? That works. <laughs> um, so, and it does. It's it's 
it takes practice. I mean, the first time you're so nervous, just, you know, and still to this day you get up on stage and you still get the butterflies before you go out. And especially taking some time off and getting back on stage, it was like, whoa, I'm a little rusty. So. But you also have experience on your side, too. So mm-hmm. that, I would hope, counterbalances some of those bigger butterflies. Yes, yes. And, and then once you start feeling the groove on and you're like, okay, I'm back. It feels I good. Do, yeah. You know, yeah, I got it. Here I am. <laughs> What's your favorite color bikini to wear? Ooh, I have, let's see. It'd be purple, although I have a, a blue one right now that I really like. It's like more of an aqua blue. Okay. I'm looking at the but one. But it all I- goes by hair, you know, all about individual, like who, your skin tone, your hair color. You get judged on all that. Like really? you're, you have to have the full package. If your suit color's off, you know, wash it. Say, I can't go up on stage with my coloring in a pink suit. It would wash me out on stage, and the judges, I might not catch the eye of the judge, or um, I look washed out. But doesn't everybody get spray tan, so they all look sort of like? Uh, True. But same. if I have blonde, you know, it just depends. It depends on you know hair color. Depend. We do all have uh, the super dark, crazy. <laughs> don't don't walk in public tan. Right, yes, right, right. Like like you fell a, a, asleep on a, a mm-hmm. tanning booth for two or three days. Yes. Okay. Now you mentioned you have a company, Diva Exchange. Can you explain a little bit about what that is? Diva Exchange. It's a classified site for fitness competitors where they can. It's not. It's not a classified site. It's. A, Classified ad site. Classified ad site. This isn't doesn't have top secret. No, you don't, you top don't need, secret classified. Right, you don't need <laughs> governmental clearance for this. Anybody no, not can, for selling bikinis. <laughs> oh, good. Or even looking at yeah, them. Or, yeah, looking at them. Um, so basically, it, it developed where girl fitness girls can place an ad for and sell an item, a suit or any competition shoes or routine costumes or routine music, whatever competition related. Um, to sell amongst each other so they can make a small return because it's it's an expensive hobby. I mean, if you're not at a pro level, you're not sponsored, which the majority of the girls aren't, we do, it's an expensive hobby. So it's a, they can make a small return and put that into a new suit or, um, you know, supplements or a trainer, wherever it needs to go. Because those suits. How much does the suit cost? They resale on my site, I've seen for $800. So that's reselling. And that's a bargain, right? Yes. No. But, it, it ranges. You can go, any, I would say the low end, about 200 all the way up to 1000 plus, depending on the, the number, like the Savorsky crystals and it's I was going to say, what, what makes one suit more expensive than another? Are, are there like name brands that drive a higher price, like in men's suits and things like that? It's in the industry, there's... Several different um, suit designers out there that specifically make customized suits for girls to compete. So it's not like you're going to go to Macy's or you know a store and, and I, be I, able to I can't get go a suit to TJ Maxx and find one. Unfortunately, <laughs> not. So do you have to get fitted in person, or you give them your dimensions and they make the suit for you? Either or. I've done it where I've had a designer um, in Seattle. I've worked with a woman. The last suit I have in Florida. And I happened to be down in Florida at the time, so she did take measurements. But they're so on it with their – they just know. You know, they know how to cut. They know how to sew. They know how to, you know, get your dimensions. When you're on stage, you have no body fat, really. So really, it's like – it's not like you have a you know muffin top hanging out right. of your, your suit. <laughs> 
is there padding in these things? Can be if you need it. Oh, okay. Yeah. It can come with or without. Come with the inserts. Crystals, you know, all the galore. Bling. Is it, is it sanitary to wear someone else's suit? <laughs> you wash it. You wear it once. You're on stage for a day or you make for, for a, new, a few shows and it's washed. Um, everything's clean. And if you question it, you can always rewash it, you know, gently. You're, you're, a, you're acquainted with washing things, laundries, dry cleaners, things like that, David? Yeah, because I mean... You've I remember, heard of those places? I've heard of them. I remember one time I let someone use my bathing suit, and they said, you want it back? I said, that's okay, but maybe it's just me. This is the type A lawyer coming out. Yeah, just a little, just a little. So, so, David, you don't have any Savarsky crystals on your swimming suits? I don't. Where do you get them? Or do you, have, do you go to Swarovski and say, I need some crystals to sew on? Or do they. Well, usually yeah. the suit designers would, um, I mean, they probably, they buy wholesale from, there's several online or various companies that they get shipped to them. Um, you can, at some craft show, stores and stuff, they do have them. Um, I've actually bedazzled one of my own suits before and um, thought I had a hidden talent. <laughs> Didn't you, you don't? <laughs> you have other hidden talents. Other hidden talents. It was, you know, it was fun though. So, what's the most expensive suit you ever sold? Um, you know, all the transactions are held between buyer and seller, so I don't keep an actual inventory. Um, so I'm kind of like the eBay of of bikinis, fitness bikinis. So I've I've seen eight nine hundred dollars being, you know. An ad put up for a suit. What if they got that? I'm not. I don't know. You know, they could have negotiated a lower price, but still, that's a that's a hefty price. How many? You'll, David, <laughs> you'll have to go to DivaExchange.com and see what you'd like. I'm looking right now here at the one. It's a beautiful red Tomei Marie suit. Okay. Originally nine hundred fifty dollars. Yeah. It's red. It looks very nice. Now, do you have guys? Suits on there, or guys not? I don't. Guys don't. You know, maybe guys do, just wear <laughs> wear trunks or speedos or well, banana hammocks have, or whatever. Um, banana, the bodybuilders that yeah. are bana- banana hammocks. I guess they could bling them out. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no thanks. Well, they have a new the new um, men's physique division now, so they're actually swim trunks. Okay. So, but no, I don't don't really have. It's pretty much all for women. Hence, Diva Exchange. Maybe the name scares men away. I don't know. <laughs> it, it might attract some. I know, attract to look, but right. not to sell. <laughs> but but most of these suits are just shown as suits rather than people wearing them, right? No, there's photos on there. Of, of, of what usually, they look like on a body? Mm-hmm. Most of the girls, they'll, they, they're allowed, you know, depending on what ad package they purchase, that you can upload anywhere from two to six photos. Okay. And usually it's a picture of them on stage to see what the suit looks like. Or, you know, they lay it on a, a bed or something, take a picture of it or... I've had um, various suit designers. They have, like, the body forms, the mannequins right. that they've, you know, posted on the site. And it's all grown by word of mouth, really, up in, you know, until recently. Um, I recently sold a suit, not expensive suit. It was just a, a suit for progress pictures. And I had a girl all the way from France. Really? Yeah. And, and another one from the United Kingdom contact me on it. So it's kind of neat to see where it's. It's amazing you know. what the internet can do. How small yes. it can shrink the world. Yeah, it's really neat. It's global. Right. I guess I could so say. So if someone wants to sell a suit, they list it on there, and then do you handle the payment, everything, and cut them to check, or is it through PayPal, or how does it work? They basically pay me to place an ad. So 
while they're um, creating their ad, they're brought to uh, PayPal to pay me. So say a basic ad that runs, say, 25 days is $3.99. And then they can add on if they want to highlight it, they want to bold their ad, if they want it to be featured on the home page, then that costs a little bit more. Um, so, you know, or they can place a 99-cent ad with just text only with no photos, and it runs maybe seven days, I believe, that ad runs for. Does anybody ever buy anything that they can't really see what the outfit looks exactly. like? Exactly. It's, you know. It's like, huh? <laughs> but it gets them in there, well, that, <laughs> into the site. <laughs> that's one way. And then they What's can always the upgrade. swimsuit? I'm sorry? What's, like, the top-end swimsuit? If you're a bikini model, like, is there, like, a Christian Dior or Valentino or... Esther Williams? For, like, for actual competition suits? Yes. It would depend on... There's a lot of... I. It's a personal preference for some of the designers out there, like the swimsuit designers that specifically make the suits for the girls. Um, I personally like um, CJ Suits, CJ Elite. She does great, great work, and she's been in the industry for years. Um, there's just there's several up-and-coming um, designers, and it's just a matter of word of mouth really makes the travels fast within the industry. So there's no Vera Wang suit? No, there's no, you know, these are all just, it's a small industry, you know, it's a big industry, but it's a small community per se. Right. So if you want to be a swimsuit designer, it's challenging but not impossible? Oh, they make good money, suit designers. They, if if you think about it, how many competitors and if they make $500 a competitor? Yeah. David, Melinda doesn't have anything to do in her spare time. Right? I'm thinking about this. This could work. You know, <laughs> you can start gluing crystals on suits. You can. It could be a team up. effort. You know, go to the basement, set up a table, <laughs> get out the sewing machine. How's that sound? Sounds like piecemeal. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe a Pamela Anderson with her whole Baywatch success never got into bathing suit designing. Too busy doing other things? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> doing other things, people, whatever. <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> Moving right along. Lori is also a holistic health coach. Now you're going to have to explain exactly what that means. What that means. So holistic health coaching is um, working with individuals accomplishing their health goals. Um you basically are working with them over a six-month period, and we meet about two times a month and supporting them in any way that I can through, it can be arranged not only just food, but you have like your primary foods, which is can be your relationships, career, your spirituality, your physical activity. And then, you know, the kind of the secondary foods are actually the foods we eat. Um, if you think about cravings, where do cravings come from? My stomach, my, <laughs> my brain, I don't know. It could be, you know, it could be several things. You know, I remember one day I'm travel, I'm, I'm in the grocery store. I'm like, I just need a bottle of wine. I want some wine. I need some red <laughs> wine. So I'm stopped myself. I'm like, really? Why do you need that wine? I'm like, oh, I just need a hug. <laughs> it could be as simple as that. But so you uh, went up to the guy and said, "Will you hug?" <laughs> Actually, I went up to my mom. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> no, so in in supporting, you know. 
the food, you, it could, supporting kids, any age. I specifically, I'm working with fitness competitors in my health coaching because there's such um, a bridge between, I feel, that's needed between being on stage and the psychological aspects that go along with that. And training's pretty old school out there. Um, you know, they're using Splenda still, and they're using you oh, just, they're, you know, the fat burners, and it's just I. It's like you're tired, but do you really have to be tired and carb depleted to compete? And so I, I just feel there's a whole revolution to be done with that. And for an example, you know, your sugar cravings. Well, from a holistic standpoint, if you're eating a high protein diet. That kind of causes your your your. Their, it's a warm food. It's a heavy grounding food. Well, alcohol or sugar, there it's a very um, light and airy. So it kind of is. You're creating that yin and yang. You want your balance. Your body's wanting to balance back out. So you have these sugar cravings. So it's like, well, what else? How can you handle them if you're eating a lot of protein? What can you do besides grab? You know, going for the chocolate bar. So there's the holistic approach and, and recognizing that connection too. You will be conducting a seminar coming up sometime. There's the uh, national champ, national Midwest Championships mm-hmm. in Harper College in September. Mm-hmm. A Stacy Stengel yeah, promoted so, pro show. Yep, we're, I'm collaborating with her to do a holistic um, fitness training seminar. Um, I don't have a date set yet. We're still finalizing the venue and when it actually will be, if it'll be before or if it'll be after, right after the show. But sometime around there, we'll be doing um, a seminar and bringing in, like, the holistic approach and kind of, you know, explore um, that area of training. Okay. How did you get involved with this holistic approach? I've actually, um, the Institute of Integrative Nutrition and I found them online. It's an online school that I went through, and I just felt it really resonated with me. Um, their whole approach to health and the health industry, um, what's needed out there, you know, with versus you know our healthcare system, and we could that's a whole other story for another time. <laughs> but um, and, and I really enjoyed it. And what I love is that is that health coach. You're a facilitator. We all have. Our own intuition. We all have our um, the answers within ourselves, really. And and a lot of people walk around and they're not really conscious. They're not really aware of their bodies and and how they're feeling because we walk around with so much pain. We think that's normal. We you know we walk around with digestive problems and think like, oh well, I'll just take a pill. That's normal. But what are the root causes for that? So um, I just really I've always had a a healthy. My grew up. My mom was a health nut. You know, she used to make her own peanut butter. <laughs> so. Speaking of making your own foods, you came into the studio today with sweet potato crisps. Is oh, that what these are? There's a sweet potato cracker that I was marketing in Hawaii, and um, it's basically what over there I had gotten into raw food. I'm not 100% raw because I love meat and I love my steak. Where you have to, if you it's don't rare. Want it, you don't yeah. want it raw? Yeah, no, no, I do like it actually. But I just, you know, I still eat protein, you know, flesh protein. And, um, but the crackers are basically, it's sweet potato that's not cooked. The crackers aren't cooked in a traditional sense. So all the live enzymes and all the nutrients are activated and alive in there. So when you eat them, you have more energy. Your body's not using its own enzymes and energy to digest it. It's pretty much digesting itself, kind of the concept of, 
of the raw food and uh, the sweet potato crackers instead of as a um, work with um, fitness competitors because we carry around our cooked sweet potatoes and you have your cooler you got so instead of carrying your cooked sweet potato I'm like why not put it in a cracker and it's raw so you have more nutrients more vitamins if you're cook, carrying on your cooked sweet potato and it's just flax in it and there's spices in it and these are available any place? Um, you can contact me directly. And right now it's still just how, launching the product, relaunching the product. And how do people contact you directly? They can ta- contact me through Lori at Diva Exchange, uh, Facebook right now, Lori Hess. I can do that. that yeah. So are these going to add? salt on those, on those sweet potatoes or is it saltless? There is a, just a touch of sea salt, not very much. And then it's just um, spices and flax and sweet potatoes that's not cooked in a oven. Secret spices, or you could say what the spices are? Uh, rosemary, thyme, and cumin. Oh. And but, garlic. And, but she's not going to tell you in what proportions. <laughs> it's, like no, San- <laughs> it's like Colonel Sanders' recipe. That took some time to come up with. <laughs> so well, well, would you like to try some? Would I like to try some? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would. Okay. Here, this is live but on I, air. But I don't know how to open this package. It's quite simple. Oh, you open it like, <laughs> like a Ziploc bag? I can do that. And I can drop a cracker on the floor. Is your picture on the uh, packaging? or? No, not right now. I'm still re- redoing the packaging because I want to market specifically to the fitness industry. So I wanted to make it. Nope. What you got to put your picture on, like Mrs. Fields with the cookies. I should. That's a great idea. Perhaps I will. I'll be the brand of everything. <laughs> there you go. It tastes good. Not bad for how you're, so you're eating something healthy there. My body won't know how to react to <laughs> eating something healthy, but... you going to go in the shack. <laughs> I know. <laughs> David, you'll be co-hosting by yourself next week. That's why I carry some chocolate with me just in oh, case, you know, for those that, moments. You know, that, here, quick. <laughs> I found the perfect diet. Though. That's like I an EpiPen. Here, have some yes. chocolate. <laughs> Go I found so. the perfect diet, the dark chocolate diet. You have a dark chocolate milkshake for breakfast. <laughs> dark chocolate, supposedly it's good for you. Yeah, actually, dark chocolate is. I, I tell myself mm-hmm. that's like a health food. Yeah, just it's just a, right? It's just how much you eat. Oh, is, you it, should, it shouldn't be two bars at a time. No, just the size of a credit card. Uh, then you're good. I need a larger credit card. <laughs> Not a larger credit card bill, just a larger credit card. <laughs> so eat these crackers and then go to Florida and compete in a bikini competition in October. Is oh, that the plan? Oh, yes. I'm just, next week starts my training for October 20th, Fort Lauderdale Cup, down yeah. in Florida. Is this professional or is this amateur? This is amateur. I um, have to requalify for my nationals. So um, I took a year off, and I lost that status. So I have to requalify. <laughs> you got to regain the belt or bikini or? Regain the belt? Like with the heavyweight belt or uh, uh, bikini belt? Uh, bikini string bikini. <laughs> <laughs> the G-string? <laughs> no, there's no strings or thongs allowed. Oh. There's, there's a rule of how... Tiny. They yeah. oh the backs. I yeah. um in Hawaii we would have to at registration we'd have to bring our bottoms to registration and put them on and line up and the head judge would make sure if it was too small you were not allowed to compete. 
But the head judge was a happy man being able to make that assessment. She was kind of a mean Hawaiian lady. But anyway. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she said, I, if I can't wear it, you can't wear it. No, no. There, I mean, it's got, you need to have rules and regulations, you know, to make it a, a, a true sport. Is a competition fiercer in Florida than it is, say, in the Midwest, or does it not matter? Well, this show is going to be a good competition show because I'm actually a um, bombshell athlete, and there are over 65, I saw on the roster, over 65 bombshell girls that are going to be at the show. Yikes. So the comp- I know I'll be judged. This is how I feel. I'm okay with that because it's like I know we're all going to look great. I know the competition is going to be really hard. But I will feel my placing will be well-deserved then, wherever that may be. If it's last place, fine. <laughs> I'll work harder next time. Girl? How do you become a bombshell girl? Um, there are uh, coaches. They're based on Florida. They're based in Daytona. And basically, they, you work, they work with you. You get your food plan. You get your full-out um, training plan. And you work together. You send progress pictures. You can go attend their camps. It's just nice to have the support, and they have a whole network for all the girls to support each other. Um, and that's why I actually wanted to work with them. One, because I was tired of training myself as a former personal trainer, and it was kind of nice just to have someone here. This is what you eat, and this is what you need to do in the gym. Like, perfect. No-brainer. Nice and easy. So, and But another reason, just to collect in the industry, to reconnect, to network, and to have those relationships with the other the competitors. Excellent. Lori Hess, thank you for coming in studio. Thank you for the crackers, which were delicious. Thank you for the conversation, which was delightful. You are listening to Sports and Torts, and when we come back, longtime broadcaster, former big league player, Jerry Coleman. <laughs> 